breakfast. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny. Serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. Welcome one and all to the DL Debate, your weekly GAA radio show and podcast here on Highland Radio. It was another packed weekend of GA action with four of our county teams playing at the weekend. Our hurlers had a huge one in Birmingham over Warwickshire and the Nicky record, 33 points to 10. Declan Coulter, top scorer with 10 points there, and Sean McVeigh chipping in with six as well. Fantastic performance from the lads, setting up a crunch match with Tyrone next week. Now, after the match, Owen Catterson spoke with a very happy Donegal manager, Mickey McCann. Well, I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Donegal Hurling manager, Mickey McCann. Mickey, a big victory for your side today. You must be happy with that. Yeah, I suppose uh, coming over, Owen, you don't know what to expect with Warwickshire and, and what kind of team is going to feel but um, look we, we just got our own house at Harder Row and we, out and we started the game well and we clicked on 18 points in the first half so uh, we're very comfortable throughout the game you know um, missed a few goal chances on but overall they clicked 30, 34 points or, or whatever in the game is, is good shooting you know Yeah and tell us a bit about the game then who were your key performers for the win? Well the the, the pleasing thing about it we, we had a lot of uh, a lot of spread of scores today with Declan going well uh, and uh, I suppose Sean McVeigh had six points and boys come even uh, Liam McKinney come off the bench and had four Rory Campbell a few so look our, our forward line was all scoring which is pleasing and from midfield out also was very solid so uh, look the pleasing thing about it you need a spread of scores you can't ask for any more you know Yeah and it's thrown up next for you uh, they were beaten for the first time today have you seen much of them and what do you expect from them? Yeah, I suppose we know ourselves well. Over the, they beat us at the semi-final stages last year, and look, that's going to more or less be a repeat this year. Uh, the winners next week, and, and us in Toronto will be through to the final. More than likely, they play Russ Common, who uh, I can see them getting to the final. I think they'll they'll overcome Fermanagh next week. So um, I think it'll be the winners, us in Toronto, they they meet Russ Common the week later. So uh, more or less a Nicky Rackard semi-final now, on, and we we just have to get the flight home here now and get. Uh, prepared the best we can for, for next week you know yeah and as you mentioned there the winner will advance to the Nicky Rackard Cup even a draw might do, might do use well surely that's a good motivator for you and your side it is I and look it could have went to scores if, if to Russ Common happened to draw or thrown through the day and all And but at least now we know where it stands that a draw or a one next week would put us through to the final so um massive massive game for us next week and we just get our preparations right this week and we're lucky enough we came through injury-free today, uh, which, which is another positive. Uh, you just worry after all games, you know, and especially when they're coming week in, week out, you know. So, uh, look, we'll just have to get on the flight here on a lot of logistics and, and, and headaches around this trip to Warwickshire and organising, and, and uh, it's never easy. So, um, we're just glad to get the result done now. We're, we're, we'll be get flying home tonight again and, and land in Dublin at 11 o'clock. So, uh, get the boys rested up and back at it on Tuesday night. Yeah, and finally then, Mickey, with the uh, scores being so well spread out today in the forward line, does that does that bring more motivation, more confidence in the squad for that Tyrone game? It, it sure does, you know, and, and the boys that come on, uh, even even under defence, uh, you had Chucky and Cricky Doherty, or Cricky McDermott come on and done well, and Liam McKinney coming on had four points. And look, it gives us headaches for next week, to be honest. Uh, the, the team selection is never, never easy for us as well, because we have a decent panel, you know, and... Uh, but we're definitely carrying a bit of momentum going into next week. And, but under no illusion that, that that everybody had comfortable victories over 
Warwick's or so we're not getting carried away we we just uh, more or less done what everybody else stood, stood against them so um, I think next week's a real 50-50 game oh, and, and, and you know we're going to have to bring our A game to, to come away with a result well done lads well done to all there of course Donegal Miners were in action at the weekend losing to Derry later on I'm going to speak with their assistant manager Brenda Kilcoyne who's coming on the show and he also seen the ladies match at the weekend it'll be good to get his views on what was a brilliant victory over Cavan in the Ulster semi-final 2-19 to 1-11 setting up a clash with Armagh in two weeks time now after the match Tom Comac caught up with Donegal manager Maxie Kern. Congratulations. Uh, I suppose any day you get to an ultra-final is a good day, and that was a good day, surely, especially what, 318 to 111? Yeah, look, we're, we're happy with the score turn and, and happy with the level conceded as well. You know, that penalty at the end probably we put a wee, bit of, a wee bit of gloss on it from Kevin's perspective. Um, but yeah, look, we're very happy, and as you say, semi-finals are, are there to be won, and it's about getting another provincial final. Thank God we're there. Yeah, the first few attacks, but really you, you settled into it, and Suzanne, go- Suzanne White got the first goal, etc your way really yeah look, I think the two goals in the first half and you know got a wee bit of joy off their kick out today and you know we were caught badly with it against me and see some days it doesn't so like, we're just uh, we, we, we got the scores I think at the right time in the first half and we could win out of the sales of Cavan and, and then they were caught where they are having to defend and you know we're trying to get up the field and when you have a, a forward line like ours you know it's dangerous to leave the back door open and thankfully we were for the tag on a few scores as they were coming out at us yeah well 213 uh, six points up at half time you were in a great position really I suppose the thing was just to get them to settle down maybe and, and concentrate for the second half. Yeah, look, it was a, a massive step up for us in terms of our baller times and today, you know, we were done at half time and only can, you know, had four on four stairs. Usually we're in double digits, so that was the focus for us before the game and you know, we asked them to continue to do that and try and play the game a bit faster and uh, I think they did that as well. But look, very, very warm, very tiring conditions out there and this match was supposed to be a bit of a tail off towards the end. Um, so, look, we're all in all, we're just pretty happy with everything. Yeah. And I suppose it's a measure of the strength of the squad this year and the depth of it and probably the competition for places. You know, uh, Suzanne White ends up with 2-3, probably player of the match. And, uh, you know, she she wasn't named to start. Yeah, look, she's come in and deputised for Karen today who, who wasn't with us. So, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's every manager's dream, I suppose, in some ways to have a selection headache. And I think we probably have the strongest squad we've ever had. And, you know, you've seen the likes of Sean McFadden, Tara Higgity come off the bench, Tara had a brilliant league campaign. Um, Tanya Kennedy coming in for her first start uh, since her return and Neve Higgity also started today so it just shows that look, we are getting a, a, bit of, a bit of depth to our squad and it probably augurs well for the future that these guys to be exposed to this whenever their time comes to step up. Yeah and when you see Suzanne coming on and doing that not maybe relying on Geraldine McLaughlin or maybe Karen to do it anymore? Yeah look at you know it gives the likes of Armand something else to think about you know um, a lot of the focus goes on Geraldine a lot of days and you know Yvonne's alongside her and you know Susie performing like that or Karen whoever's in there you know out of that and you need McLaughlin coming from deep there's a serious weaponry for us going forward so but look Armagh's going to be a serious challenge for us they, they caught us Astros for final and they'll, they'll hold no fear for us they'll win us favourites at a massive one last week this morning and they'll be, they'll be, they'll be ready to rock yeah. Is it, is it a good thing that it was easy today or would you like maybe a stiffer game from the point oh, of view? Listen, we're very happy with how it went. You can only play what's in front of you and um, you know, that's no bad Cavan team with some really good players and I think you know, I think we were, we were on it today and um, it shows that we can do when, when the thing clicks and it's important for us now to keep that momentum going and keep the intensity of today and our play heading into the final round two weeks time. 
Yeah, fantastic stuff, Maxie. Well done. Thanks for that, Tom. Uh, well done to the backroom team and, of course, the Donegal ladies and the another Ulster final. Fantastic stuff. And on now to the Ulster senior football final yesterday and Donegal's victory over Cavan. And to discuss what happened on the day, I'm joined by two of the top pundits in the game, Conley Gilligan and Brennan Kilcoyne. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, lads, thanks so much for joining us uh, here on the, on the DL debate. This evening, uh, what was a packed weekend, Brent? I know you caught up with a lot of uh, sport of the weekend. You're obviously involved with the minors. You've you seen the ladies and you were in uh, uh, Clonus yesterday. Uh, Brent, just to you first, um, looking at the match, you know, there was there was a big buzz in Donegal after our MAP performance and uh, maybe not the same type of buzz after this one today, uh, Brent, and a, and a lot of respect, I suppose, going to Cavan for the performance, particularly in, in the first half. Yeah, and this you know, to be fair to Cavan, Brendan, you have to give them great credit. They brought a lot of energy to the game early on. And, you know, from the first couple of minutes, Paddy Lynch won a ball inside and kicked it over the bar. And that energised them and revitalised them. And they, they they were the better team in the first half and left some scores behind them. To be fair to Donegal, though, they stuck at it. And it was always going to be a difficult assignment, I felt, for Donegal. From the point of view, listen, Cavan, first and foremost, they're a decent side. Some really good footballers through that Cavan team. You know, Division 4 doesn't reflect what they are really as such, you know. And Mickey Graham seems to have this habit of being able to prepare them for a championship and have them in good shape. And they obviously have a proud tradition. But Donegal stuck with it well in the first half. And, you know, yeah, I mentioned Cavan were the better team. And Donegal came out. Cavan played, you know, they, they had a defined game plan where they were interchanging their upfront players to try and create height advantages inside. And, you know, they could have left with only for Sean Patton had a great save. You know, Thomas Galligan was left one on one inside with Ryan, I think it was, and, you know, won the ball over his head and brilliant shot, brilliant save. And Gavin maybe could have been and probably deserved to be a few points up at half time. But in the second half, I felt at half time that Donegal were okay, that they were going to come out, that they're, you know, haven't played Division foot One football over the last number of years and they'd be better conditioned and better used, I suppose, of playing games of this standard and quality and they were able to dig it out so they were in the second half and I, I thought it was a great game of football it was a really enjoyable game of football Brendan you know there was long kickouts there was battles for ball around the middle of the field there was some excellent scores so Donegal be happy you know you, you go to you get to a semi-final you want to win it you want to get to the final and that's the that's the main objective of the day so it is and yeah there were some flaws in their play but there were a lot of good performances too Brendan and Donegal Donegal supporters can get very you know, very picky and choosy and, you know, maybe Armagh weren't as good as we felt they were going into the Armagh game, kind of, but Cavan put up a good challenge yesterday and it was, I, I, I feel Donegal are going into the final in a good place. They were tested yesterday, they know they can be better and they'll need to be better to beat be it Derry or Monaghan. Yeah, certainly. You know, just, just mentioning Armagh there, Connolly, some people talking about Cavan in the fourth division and then a lot of people saying, no, they're not, they're really a division two team. I mean, looking at that Cavan team yesterday, you put them ahead of Armagh. You know, maybe this Cavan team, we, we completely uh, underestimate them in many points. And I suppose they're, I suppose they're going into this kind of, they'd obviously won Ulster a couple of seasons ago, beating Donegal. You know, they'd beat Monaghan back-to-back back in championships just before that. They'd have been in the Ulster final just previous to that as well. And they, they obviously had them brilliant underage teams. So, you know, it, it's very hard to get a grip on where Cavan football is. But certainly you've seen some real sprinkling of talent and, and tactical ability from them yesterday. Their tactic was superb as well, stripping Donegal many times. And I suppose from, from a coaching perspective, uh, Conley, you, you would have been very impressed with Mickey Graham's uh, game plan. 
Yeah, I think Division 4 definitely sold everybody a pop because Cavan are way better than that. Like they have five, I think four or five Sigerson winners, for example, in that. The players that won under 20s, they've got Ulster championship winners, they've got runners-up medals, they've got all-stars. So when you look at that team, four or five of them would make most teams in Division 1. So it wasn't a true reflection for me. Like I think everybody sort of undersold Calvin. And again, and even hearing uh, the management speaking after that, like they felt they were sort of written off a wee bit much. But in terms of what Calvin done, what Mickey Graham and, and I suppose then you obviously had, had Racy McManaman in the mix as well, brought to the table, technically they got it spot on. And uh, the interchange of the full forward line, it left the full back line of Kilen Ward and McCole and McManaman, who had been rock solid, you know, all the time. You know, left them a wee bit exposed, and and really, Ban Gallagher going back in there in the second half was probably tactically the winning of the game. You know, but when you look at how it went for Calvin, Lynch scored a point on the twenty fifth minute of the half, and then they left one four behind them in the last eleven or twelve minutes. And I think when Calvin looked back at the game, they look at that period because within that period, O'Reilly kicked away, you know, McKeown kicked away, then Smith kicks a goal chance way, or sorry, Pat makes a great save for the goal chance. But again, Madden then gets a shot and Smith gets another. So they had chances to extend that game out into maybe 13 or 14-9, which would probably have been more reflective of the way the game, the first half went. But they couldn't do that. And just you always get that feeling that Donegal were going up the gears. And, and I suppose after, you know, obviously exchange, Smith and Mongan exchanged points, but then it was Brennan, Murphy, Murphy, and all of a sudden stressed out the three-point lead. Credit to Calvin, they went back. And you're thinking, this could be extra time with maybe penalties here, but Donegal got the goal and yep, it was a bit fortuitous, but it was them men off the bench. You know, for me, McGonagall and, and obviously O'Donnell getting the goal off the bench. 1-1 one, one off the bench is a big return in any level of football, but in an Ulster Championship semi-final, 1-1's one, massive, particularly in the last quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot to be said for the squad. I agree with that. Donegal seemed to be bolstered a squad very different from if you go back to that Ulster final that we lost to Kevin you know we started the game with three half forwards in our defence and light ones and that you know including the, the two McHugh's and, and Kevin kind of went at us there was a wee bit more metal I suppose about Donegal yesterday Brendan Brendan just on that what Conley was saying and, and you're on about the, the platform inside and it's something I think Donegal could be, should be using more trying to get the likes of you know your Jason McGee's and your Langans interchanging in there not just having McBerty in there's the platform because it becomes a bit set at times. Now, we need to kick the ball for doing it and Kevin were willing to do that but were you surprised from a Donegal perspective that there was nobody in the hole, there was nobody trying to plug up the gaps, that they were just releasing that ball inside one and one? I mean, you have players, particularly with the sharpness of Lynch in that first half, Donegal were, were very exposed. Yeah, kind of spot on there, you know, they were very exposed. Brendan McCall was very exposed. There was place to pop the ball into where he could just take it on a one-bounce pass. And like he was on fire. He looked like a man that was saying, I'm on fire, give me the ball, I'll score kind of thing. Uh, Paddy Lynch, particularly in the first half. And yeah, Owen Van really tightened up well in the second half. And in the second half too, you know, Jason McGee had thought that some brilliant defensive work Particularly, he'd one turnover in the first half, right down in the corner of the Arthur Griffith stand there. And then he really got into good positions in the second half, too, that made it difficult to hit that type of ball into the cabin inside line. And, you know, ironically, you know, this was an obvious ploy from Cavan from the outset. And, you know, they didn't get their goal from it or their big score from it. And Donegal got two scores from missed, two missed kick balls that went in on top. Like one went in on top of Michael for Conor O'Donnell's goal. And, 
you know, it was poor defending, I suppose, from Cavan in that two defenders along with Raymond Gallagher contested and it kind of fell to Connor and, you know, he, he adjusted his body shape really well to just kind of caress it into the back of the net kind of thing. And then you had Patrick's goal then, which came from a miscued ball too, Brendan. So, you know, it is something that Donegal could probably look at because, you know, Keelan McGonagall, you mentioned him come in there. I thought he had a fantastic second half. Like he drove at the heart of the Cavan defence on numerous occasions and caused untold panic in the Cavan defence. But there is that option now that he's back in the frame and fit. And Jason, big man, Michael Langan, Kieran Thompson, all these guys are good ball winners. And it's something that Donegal, you know, they don't use enough, I feel. And it is something that maybe they can look to use going forward in the year because there, there is joy to be got with when you've quality footballers like that and you're clinical enough to take the chances. And Donegal were clinical with Patrick and Connor finishing very well from them two opportunities that came their way. But yeah, Brendan, Brendan McCall, who had a brilliant year up to yesterday and, you know, took out some of the best forwards in the game in Division One and, you know, did a really, really good job in Rian O'Neill in the quarterfinal. You know, he struggled, but I think it's unfair to say that from the point of view that he was left exposed. And in the second half, they adjusted it and Ryan gave him a bit of protection. He was kind of covering back there, as was Jason McGee in particular, did a lot of covering back too, I felt. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of, and the kick out strategy, you know, you, you, you guys in Kilcoo are fame for, for all your uh, prep work and pre work. How do you approach a kick out strategy with Patton? You know, Galligan obviously was going long and, and they, they, they were happy enough to fight for it out, out in the middle of that. But at times when they squeezed up in Donegal, Patton was able to bypass their players. Is it, is it something that now you're thinking, right, how much time do you spend on that? And if you have a keeper as good as Patton's, and there seemed to be a lot of space in, in Clonus yesterday, it's a very hard thing to shut down. Yeah, look, Patton is up there um, in the top one to two, maybe three goalkeepers in the whole of the country. Like, I remember going to watch him in Letterkenny playing um, for Unions against Glenn. And I think he something got about 16 kickouts that day. Glenn had pushed three lines of four up on him and went zonal on top of that. And Patton was so brave. Like he was, they were inches away from being wrong, but he just kept going from them. He kept getting them. And that's whenever a team had sort of pressed him and stopped him going long. But you do that and he's the ability to kick it over the top of whatever press you have. And the thing that Donegal have is that Donegal have the only team in the country that are playing four or five midfielders in their team. You know, Kieran Thompson, for me, I would think his best position is midfield. You know, Langan would be brilliant in the middle. Michael Murphy could be in the middle. Then you take McGonagall, McGee, Hugh McFadden. And there's a ch- there's an opportunity that you could probably play all of them. And what do you do if they put three or four men across the middle? What chance does a team have of getting kick out? So Donegal have something that most teams will, will find difficult. But as the competition goes on, it will be a case that teams will probably drop off and just say, rather than waste energy contesting kickouts, you know, look. Let Keelan Ward or Steve McManaman have the kick out and we'll meet them at the 45. And I would imagine that's how teams will start to approach Donegal. Rather than wasting a huge amount of time and still getting caught, just, just let them have the kick out and we'll stop them early. Yeah. But the danger of that is because, because Donegal don't kick so much ball, yeah. they'll run the ball through the hand and they'll be in your half forward line before yeah. you know it. So they, Donegal, while they weren't their best, um, they have so many options. And look, they don't obviously kick a big pile, which is well documented. If they started to kick ball, you know, where could they not go? Hmm. That's, that's what I'm saying, Connie. That you, you wonder just how much time then is spent and energy 
uh, fruitlessly and then if Donegal then get beyond your, your push they're, they're in a dangerous place then once they, they go past the first couple of lines so it's a, it's a real strange one and, and when you have a top class keeper now it just changes the dynamic of, of the whole team when you have somebody that can ping that ball out and take it away but just as you're mentioning there Connie, that was the point at the start about uh, so many big men Are, do you think Donegal should be copying something what Cavan were doing uh, yesterday in terms of rotating and trying to trying to get different target men inside because if they can win the ball mark a ball even one possession, you're right in on goals and, and you're going to create, I suppose, that bit of imbalance because if teams are trying to drop back in, we all know if you can deliver the ball in long, then you're creating at least uh, an imbalance that, that they can't get set properly and you're changing it up. You're keeping keep, keeping people guessing, which I think is something Donegal haven't done for years. They've, uh, this, they're a running team, but sometimes that can create its own problems. So varying the play, I suppose, is something maybe Donegal can learn from Kevin. I think so. And if you look at Michael Murphy's point, just I suppose six, seven minutes in, the ball's kicked in and he wins it out the top of the day. He could have kicked the ball a point over. Then he dummies again and then he kicks the easier point. But the thing was, that was a ball. He was one on one and he won it and he was so composed. And you're thinking, right, it worked. It's a strength. Do more of it. But then they didn't, you know, and, and obviously the question, Michael Murphy goes wherever he wants to go and, and you let him do that. But if he was to stay in, McBrady just all day long, and even though it wasn't his best game, you know, yet he comes away with one four and you're going, Geez, how, how do you stop them? You know, Jimmy Brennan probably, you know, we're talking about Murphy, we're talking about McBrady, and, but Jimmy Brennan, three points from play out of four shots was, was brilliant. And where do you stop this Donegal attack? You know, Kieran Thompson, decent first half, kicks a point. You know, Langan kicks a point. They just have so, they had seven different scorers and they have so many options, particularly you take it a game where the half-back line of McHugh, and Gallagher, you know, whether it's Mungan, McFadden, Ferry, like the pace and the drive there, even you do allow them to the kick out, it's very dangerous because they would be in your forward line with one-twos before you would know it. So, like, Donegal do have a lot of stuff and the, probably for me, they don't maybe know the, the identity of what they want to do yet. You know, they will kick a wee bit of ball, but they don't probably know what their, what their best game is, where best to play a Murphy and see when they would figure that out and they're very close to it I would imagine like it's going to take a serious team to beat Donegal because the experience like most teams would have panicked yesterday when the game got back to a draw they just went through the gears and through the gears and even though Calvin were coming it just you never get the sense that Calvin were ever going to win that game yeah yeah, that that was a wee bit of a feeling there, Brendan. I suppose it's a dangerous one. You don't want to just say, "Oh, it'll it'll, it'll eventually happen," but it had got that feel of it in the second half, uh, uh, Brendan. And no better man, Brendan, the Lance you now, Conley. But Michael Murphy, where does he play? And this is where he'll play uh, after this, Conley, because everybody listens to Coin. <laughs> Surely, <laughs> uh, Michael. Listen, my, Michael plays where he wants to play because he's such an integral part of that team. And Michael reads the game himself. When he feels he wants to play inside, he can play inside. And you know, for the first five or ten minutes of the second half, yes, he was really effective in there and opening up that three-point lead. He was involved in all three scores that opened up the three to thirteen ten lead. And then he'll feel that you know he has to get out the field to create a bit of space for maybe Patrick or someone else in there. So there is going to be rotation with Michael and. You know, you can talk about Michael Murphy, where should he be? Should he stay in at the edge of the square till the cows come home? But it's not going to happen. Michael is going to drift out the field if he feels he's needed out the field. And there are periods in games and there will be period in games where he is needed out the field. And he has to read that and he does read it. There's no one that reads it better than him. 
go out the field. So I don't think there's a definitive answer to that, Brendan, that you can just tie him down to the yeah. edge of the screen yeah. and leash him because that's not the way Michael Murphy plays football. Yeah, and that's installed the main man for, for me and, and was against Armagh as well. And you know, listen, Connie, just mentioned Jimmy there, uh, Brendan, uh, Jimmy Brendan there, Brendan. And looking at Jimmy, some, one of those things I suppose forgot about in the league, about, you know, there's different players missing, you get on with it. But his spark and his ability in that game was pivotal and won in it. You know, you've seen him come back there. He was very rusty, but we needed him on the pitch uh, as he was coming back from, from injury. But we, we've seen him being unbelievable in Ulster before. A couple of seasons ago, actually, the last time he beat Calvin in the final, he, he was unmarkable. And and his part to play in that, you know, sometimes players come back in and we just take it for granted they're back. But having someone of his razor sharpness, because as Conleaf was saying, you've got your power, you, you, you've got your ball winners, and then you need something to open it up. And we have so much pace in around there. But when you can release somebody with pace, you know, he is he is such a vital part of that forward line. Yeah, you know, Jamie rediscovering his form is crucial for the shape of the Donegal team. And, you know, it was in the first half yesterday when Donegal weren't really at the game that he was coming up with these scores. These were scores that were needed to keep the scoreboard ticking over and keep, keep in touch with Kevin Brendan. So I think it's a massive boost that he has rediscovered his form. And, Brendan, you know, you played inside forward and you know how, you know, it's about confidence. And Jamie hadn't been having the best of times. He hadn't been knocking the lights out on the scoreboard over the last couple of games. And he's missed a lot of football through injury and that. So to see Jamie back in good form yesterday with confidence, taking on shots, was really, really important to the Donegal going forward, going into an Ulster final. And, you know, I, I was really, really pleased with that part of his game. So I was, and, you know, I, again, I mentioned another crucial factor is the confidence of, you know, a big Jason McGee in the middle of the field too. Like he's had a couple of good games under his belt here. And I think he's just a fabulous footballer. And like for a big man, he's such a good skill level. He's technically very good. But now it's beginning to happen for him. And he, as I say, he's a few games under his belt. And just we things like that are coming together for Donegal. You know what you're going to get from the Ryan McHugh's, the Michael Murphy's. You know, one band, Gallagher was devastating yesterday. Steve McMenamin did an absolute brilliant job marking uh, Garrow McKiernan. You know, he shut him down. And, you know, even Keelan Ward, the other lads at the back, Pather Morgan had one of his better games too. So these things are beginning to come together for Donegal. And again, I'm not, you know, it wasn't their best performance and there's room for definitely the need to be better to push on. But the point you made about Jamie is crucial to have that dynamic inside forward. Any team that goes on to win something normally would have someone like him in there. Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen the best of Langan. Maybe other uh, yesterday. I always think players like that, Dan Brennan, they're going to shine again. You know, no one's talking about them. The talent that that man has coming in to, to a final as well. You know, there, there's a lot more to come from him, I would suggest as well. But interesting. Sorry, Brendan, and just, and just on Langan, you know, and, and I would say, like, and I think he's, I think he's class, and I love Kieran Thompson. But for me, they are more midfield players where it's a bit looser. The problem maybe that they have is that they would play a lot of their club football in and around the middle and it's a bit looser out there. There's less marking at midfield. Then all of a sudden, you know, you have like you have a Luke Fortune or Connor Brady marking you who are good top-end markers and yeah. it's just harder to get away. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that that would be the interchange come where Lange could get in and out where he's not as tightly marked because like he has the, all the skills to unlock defences. And just looking at it again, if you look at both full forward lines, you know, the Donegal full forward line contributed one twelve. Like that's unbelievable. When you, you know, and no matter how good Paddy Lynch was, he contributed six points. Madden, uh, Madden and Riley didn't score. So it just shows how while Donegal weren't at it, like and their full back line 
I suppose in, in quarters we're, we're much maligned yesterday with, with McCool maybe not having as good a game as the previous day. But yet, you know, the other two men either side of them snuffed out their men who are eventually replaced. So, you know, yeah, I suppose they're the things that people don't really look at and value. You look at the 112 and the full forward line more so than, than how good defensively Donegal have been and, and can be. Yeah, and and you know, we we highlighted this throughout the league. The top teams are out golden the other teams. You know, the teams were were, were on the losing side. The top teams were getting goals and they weren't conceding. Any, and I suppose that was the that was the thing that swung it. Then just talking about confidence, there, Connie. Your, your own men are pretty confident that after that smashing one against uh, your good neighbours in Tyrone. Um, tell me, how, what's the feeling in, in the camp? Is, is it somewhat of a, a surprise, the manner of the victory? And, and do you think Monaghan will have learned a lot from, from that performance and setting up for, you know, uh, somebody asked me about it today. I said, listen, that's an impossible game to call. But what's your own feeling on the semi? Look, it was, in fairness to Derry, it was a day where they got absolutely everything right. They had all the big performances and... Like even Tyrone hadn't got a man sent off early on. Even at that stage, Derry were so dominant in most sectors that I felt they would have went on and won the game anyway. Um, Tyrone, look, they were a wee bit off it. They played a similar game that they played again for Mana, and just if Mana had a wee bit more about them, they would have caused them much more problems. Monaghan's a different challenge, and as far as there's a lot of fire support as well. Jack McYarns in the form of his life. You know, Mohan's a big unit at full forward, and then you have McManus. So. Derry will have to get their matchups like they did against Throne spot on. But the one thing Geller has proved that he's brilliant at getting his matchups right. He's brilliant at getting his tactics right. And yeah, Monaghan will have learned a lot from that Throne game. They'll have seen Derry close to their very best. And the question will be whether Derry can replicate that again. Yeah, it's set up for a crack, though. I can't wait to see it. Brendan, you, you've all the Donegal Miners there. You, Conley's boys got one over on us at the weekend, 2-11 two, two to 1-9. To how, how did that, how, what was your feelings on the game? Ah, yeah, listen, Derry, Derry were a better team on the day, deserved to win. We got off to a very poor start. Derry, to be fair, brought all the energy intensity early on. And, you know, they turned over a short kick out of ours after the first couple of minutes and back of the net. And, you know, you're looking at 15, 16, 17 year olds here. And it, did, it certainly didn't do us any good. And Derry dominated the first half, Brendan, better team. They went 1 6, I think, to two points ahead. We got a penalty, we scored it. We were better in the second half. We came back and we outscored them by a point or two in the second half. But the damage was done in the first half. And, you know, I'd have no arguments. Derry deserved the victory on the day. So it was disappointing for our lads. But we just got to pick ourselves up. We feel we're better than the performance would have suggested on Saturday. But you only get too many. You don't get too many chances at championship. Luckily, we have a back door. I think we're away to Monaghan this Saturday, Brendan, for a, ch- a chance of redemption for the for the lads. So, you know, I have a lot of belief in them. I have a lot of faith in them. And I'm just hoping that we can put in a better performance next Saturday against Monaghan to get ourselves back into the semi-final. Yeah, Monaghan. Yeah, and I, I know I thought the game would have been tighter, but it is a very strong Derry side, obviously. Uh, young your McNichol will get injured. You're um, Conley's, aren't you? You're, you're, you're at college. Yeah, level. look, user, user you know, the, that's a very strong side. Young McNichol got hurt now. That'll be a big blow for Derry moving forward. It looks like he might have suffered a really bad uh, knee injury or a leg injury in that game. And that'll be a massive blow because he would have been one of the tallies men at that. But look, this would be a Derry minor team that there'll be a lot of expectation that they could maybe go on and obviously... You know, Donegal and Tyrone and teams like that would be in their way, but there would be a lot of expectation that this team would be good enough to, to maybe go all the way and win Ulster. 
Yeah, yeah. And listen, what about you in the down job? Is it is it Brannigan wants you in the down job or what's what's wrong with him? He's not happy. I've, I've absolutely you, you, no comment on that. You, <laughs> no comment to <laughs> no you, no comment. That that's uh, that, that's probably best avoided, Godly. All right. <laughs> be careful what you wish for. Uh, again, I just say though, James McCartan, I grew up actually I idolizing James McCartan. If he asked me to do anything, I'd do it, never bloody go all. So listen. Couldn't couldn't get my head around that one uh, at all, uh, uh, Conleaf. But yeah, Brendan, just uh, you were you were at the ladies' game as well yesterday. You were taking in a lot of a lot of sport at the weekend, lad. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed the ladies' game too. I thought they played really, really well, very well organised. And um, you know, I was watching. I was talking to one of the girls kid here after the game, and you know, I was watching them in the warm up, and it was it was going all wrong. So it was, but I thought their handling and their movement of the ball and their score taking ability was exceptional throughout the game. And listen, I suppose the only disappointing part of it it was really a non contest after the first fifteen twenty minutes. It was just the writing was on the wall that Donegal were too strong for. Uh, for the, for that Cavan team, but some really good players in this Donegal team. There was a there was a girl um, back uh, corner back, so I can't remember her name now. We're number seven. At, um, I thought uh, Tanya or something. Maybe I thought she was very good and Tanya good Cannon. footballers all over the field. And you know, Maxi and Mark seem to have them very well organised. I thought they were very slick. So. Yeah, enjoyable. Good to get to see them too, and a great opportunity for them to be playing, you know, on a big day with a big crowd there too. So it was, and you know, hopefully we'll see more of that kind of thing. You know, it used to be minors, and you know, I I, I don't think the minors should have changed under seventeen number one, and I still think they should be played with the seniors as often as is possible because it just gives them a good platform to play on. But fair play to the girls, yes, they did the business in hand and they're in an Ulster, another Ulster final. Yeah, Ulster final coming up with Armagh. Yeah, 3-19-1-11. Conley, just before you go there, lad, um, have, uh, has the Derry folk got infused again? We're, we're talking all the time about this Derry Club v County situation and has it reignited the, the passion there for, for the county team? It very much has. Um, what you see in games now is that when the final whistle goes, the pitch is invaded. And that didn't happen in Derry because I suppose the wins were never big enough and frequent enough to, to really infuse. But like after the throne game, the pitch was invaded with young supporters and, and Derry wouldn't had a massive support anyway. But that'll bring supporters back. You know, all anybody wanted was a team to get behind. And you know what? They have a team, whether they beat Monaghan or not, they have a team that are going in the right direction. They've made massive progress. And look, if it's a back door, if it's an Ulster final, like the Derry sort of buzzes back again. The twenties are, are going well. You know, the Miners have been going well for the last number of years. So like there is a, a, a conveyor belt of, of talent coming through. And now we've had a, a consistent management base now for three seasons. The one problem Derry would have had, and, and I feel it was a bigger problem more so than any club issues, because that was an issue that was made more of probably outside the county. You know, there was never really that. Um, yes, club football was very strong. For me, it was the fact that every two years a manager changed and then a new panel came in and whenever they started bedding in, the minute went wrong, another manager only got two years. So I suppose this is the first time in, in, in a generation that a manager has had any sort of longevity and I think you're starting to see the fruits of that because the day of a manager getting things ready in a year or two years, like it's, it's, a, it's a miracle if that can happen more so than, than by design. Yeah, and Colin, I, I'm, it's set up for a fascinating game, but I don't know how, uh, how to say, maybe entertaining it might be at times. I could see this being very, very tactical, uh, and, and, and keep all the percentages will be played right to the end. And no one wants to give anything away in this match, Colin. Can you see that being a, a very tense, tight game, uh, maybe low scoring? 
yeah, look, I think there's so much at stake that, like I expected the throne game to be probably a bit more low scoring, but and the way Derry, yeah, they get numbers and bodies behind the ball, you know, the way Dublin would have done, and well, I'm not comparing them to Dublin, but then when the ball breaks, you know, Brenton Rogers, Chrissy McKeague, you know, Connor Doherty, Potter McGogan, Garth McKinless, like just, he was everywhere, you know, so Derry have the players, and like in, in the likes of, you know, Paul Cassidy and, and you know, Nathan Doherty, like the legs in the wing. So when they get the ball out, and if the, if it opens up and Monaghan was to go man to man, you can kick ball to Shane McGuigan, you can kick ball to Neil Lachlan. So Derry can kind of play it now any way they want to. Um, but I would imagine that there's so much at stake, they will want to keep it tight. And I would imagine Monaghan will want to keep it tight. No team will want to be going in at half time, sort of having to, to open up. You know, if it's round a draw at half time, perfect for Derry because. Monaghan are still the big favourites, you know, they have been, you know, standard bearers in Division 1, you know, and, and they be doubted and they keep bringing players through and bringing players through and, and Jack McCarn, probably the most informed uh, forward in the country at the moment and then you add in, like, Conor McManus, yes, he got four points the last day but we're not really talking about him. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. You know, like, Shane Kerr, like Michael Bannigan, you know, like, like I'm a, I've seen him a few times this year that's, and that's before you go into the Desi Wards, the Conor McCarthy's, Neil Kearns. You know, Monaghan are a serious outfit. They're going into this game a wee bit under the under the radar because Derry were so good. But Monaghan will be rubbing their hands because Tyrone have had the wee Indian sign on them for a few games. They'll not have Monaghan will not have any fear of Derry, and there's probably a wee bit to prove there because Derry will had been getting a lot of the headlines. But Bante will be delighted with that game. But it stands. It doesn't look like it's going to be a massively high-scoring game. But if it does go to a shootout, just Monaghan have the stuff there to do it nowadays. Yeah, certainly, certainly good stuff, Colleen and Brendan. Thanks so much, Brendan. Listen, good position for Donegal. You know they get a chance to look at these two sides now. They have an extra week to prepare. You know they're going to they're going to end this final in a good way in terms of play, playing second and, and getting to see their opposition. Yeah, I do believe so, Brendan. And you know they know that they'll have work to do. And you know they're they're nearly at full tilt now. I suppose they'll be looking to get Alshin Gallon back too. But even the subs they were able to introduce yesterday, you know, so Big Keelan came on the impact he had. Or McFadden Ferry coming in. You know, you've Nilo Donald replacing his brother Shane, but you're you know very much like for like Shane had a really good game again yesterday. So their squad is really strengthening up now, where they have 22, 23 players that they know they can put in in the heat of championship football. So. I think they're in a good place getting ready as you say they can have a good look at the game this weekend and get themselves right get chill out for a couple of days and get back on the horse again Brendan and you know it's great for Donegal football 10, fine, 10 Ulster finals in 12 years phenomenal achievement and it's a great credit to, to, to this bunch of players and management yeah certainly is certainly is so hopefully Conley's boys get over the line and we'll, we'll, we'll set it up and we'll get just back for a yarn after the, after the Ulster final lads That'll be great. No That'll be great. No That'll be great. <laughs> Listen, Conley Gilligan there, a former Derry player and Kilku assistant manager, and Brendan Kilcoyne, former Sligo, St. Unions, and of course doing bits and pieces with here in Highland. Always great to get your views, lads. Thanks very much. All right. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Brendan. Yes, no, I'm, say, I'm delighted to be joined by a man, yeah? I still call him boss man, Declan Boner. How are you, Declan? Not too bad, Brendan. Not too bad at all. Declan, way back in 97, you give me by debut when you started uh, managing Donegal you never looked back since never looked back is great <laughs> I, uh, one of the most difficult players I ever managed but uh, one of the most talented also now and, uh, uh, yeah those were the good days alright Brent a uh, long time ago now Dick listen right forward to where we are now back in 22 and back in an Ulster final Dick and I was just thinking leading into this obviously a lot of talk about a very good performance I spoke to you after our MAG game 
Uh, Kevin coming in somewhat under the radar. I mean, they have very good performance against Antrim, but no one was really talking about it, um, Dick. But a lot of people are saying that was a potential 50-50, but they blew Antrim away. So coming into this game uh, uh, yesterday, Dick, as I say, it was set up, everyone was talking about Donegal, but a huge first-half uh, performance from uh, Kevin, Dick, really kind of, I suppose, rocked us back. But you sorted things at, at half-time, and, and it was a better performance in the second half. Yeah, listen, Brian Ulster Championship is Ulster Championship and, you know, uh, I felt watching Cavan play Anthem. Anthem had been going well in the National League. They're very well organised under Enda McGinley and uh, Stephen O'Neill and, you know, Cavan really, really tore them apart and uh, we knew that Cavan, Cavan are a decent side. They're no way a division board side, that's for sure. Uh, a very, very good side and, uh, you know, we know ourselves from 2020, from past experiences, what what can happen and we didn't expect anything less from Cavan, to be quite honest. They came at us in the first half and, uh, you know, we were fortunate going at half time nine all a really good save from uh, Sean Patton before just before half time yeah. really had us uh, kept us all square at half time but you know we came in at half time and I think the second half was a better much more controlled performance there's still plenty of room for improvement we'll need that improvement now going into the Ulster final yeah and listen look at those Cavan players you know we know say they won beat us a couple of seasons ago they, they beat Monaghan back to back remember in, in the seasons before that in championship you know they ran a final a few years before it against us as well they obviously had a lot of, lot of success a lot of good players in there like as good as players you know there are four or five players in there as good as players as you'd see around and they caused us a lot of handfuls um, uh, yesterday but we did get the grips with it Declan, but I think we maybe contributed to some of that ourselves we were maybe a wee bit loose on, on the ball or passing was just a wee bit loose not like it was against uh, Armagh yeah, listen, we, uh, we accept that. You know, and, and you're right, Cavan do have a number of very, very good players. And, you know, they've unearthed a new full forward in Paddy Lynch, who's top class. We've watched him over a number of games. He's been very, very good. Uh, you know, Garrett McKiernan has been around and one of the top players in the country over over the last decade. And Flex the Galligans and James Smith, I mean, they're, they're all really, really top class players. But you're right, we, we did, yeah. We, in the first half, we were getting the ball turned over. Uh, it was unlikely, to be quite honest. And uh, we were taking the ball in the contact. But, you know, once we, you know, we used the ball better and, and, and the second half, uh, we did start to create more openings and, and we got shots off. But listen, uh, as I say, um, it was a tough Ultra Championship match, no doubt about it. It was great to be back in Clonus, a uh, decent crowd there. And, you know, we're looking forward really over the next two weeks, two and a half weeks, there to get ready for the Ultra Final. Yeah, we, we still had some great performances. And listen, they tried to squeeze up on, on, on Sean and his kickouts, and he was able to still clip and, and get out past him. And sometimes then when he did, we were we were away from a couple of lines of their, their defence deck and we were pushing up the pitch. But certainly, Menemon yesterday was, was a huge plus in the game uh, uh, deck, you know, in, in their defence. And, and we obviously, Murphy again, leading it as ever you know Jason McGee particularly second half I mean even Patrick Patrick seems to come into the game so late at times he's doing his damage kind of later on in, in the matches but there was some, some brilliant performances in there from, from Donegal when it was put up to us yeah, listen, there was a number of good good performances, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, some players will be probably disappointed that they didn't maybe reach the levels that uh, that they can. But overall, it was uh, to me, you know, the second half was a really, it was a really good team performance. And, yes, yeah, Stephen McMenon was great to see him. You know, he he had picked up Gary McKeon and done a really good job. And it was also delighted for Jamie Brennan, who, you know, he's come back from a series of injuries. And it was good to see him back at full tilt yesterday and performing really, really well. Owen Bannon, another player, you know, played really, really well. So, yeah, there was a number of really good performances. And uh, we're going to need all those guys uh, uh, really hitting top form now in the next couple of weeks and getting leading into an Ulster final because we know what's ahead of us in terms of Monaghan and Derry and uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a, you know it's going to be 
uh, a match that to say we're going to lift levels mm. and of course Keelan McGonagall coming on kicking a point as well and you're right we seem to have this mix now Dick uh, particularly from midfield up of, of powerful big men and then we have pace with, with Mogan as you said the, the, the likes of uh, Ryan McHugh own band darting forward from deep and then you've got you know, Jimmy Brennan inside and funny when Jimmy came back that time Dick, he put him on the match and he looked so rusty and I thought I don't even think this man's ready but it was the right move Dick, because he needed to get game time in no matter like what level he was at because he was well out of sorts but you see him yesterday and what a vital point he was in, in, in the scores as well and just giving us that difference inside he can just unlock the defence yeah, listen, pace, and you know yourself, Brent, from playing inside that, you know, and this game's about confidence and, you know, you need to get to the pace too. And Brent, or uh, as I said, Jamie has been out for, for a number of months with, with surgery and, as I say, he's getting back into it now and uh, not uh, absolutely delighted for, uh, for Jamie yesterday. But, you know, the way the game has gone and it's so important now in terms of us and yeah, I think the top teams that you're, that you're looking at you know that last quarter and, and, and the personnel that's coming off the bench to finish out those games are absolutely vitally important and uh, you know it's not just a 15 man game anymore it's, it's 20, 20, 26 and, 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 and using those five subs to and you know I think they, they worked well for us yesterday and we got scores coming off the bench and, and you know that's critical Yeah there was a couple of heavy knocks taken on both teams yesterday is, is uh, Hugh McFadden alright? Yeah, listen, there was a couple of heavy knocks. It was worth it. Yeah, as well. yeah, it was a proper championship of a match, no doubt. Just a few uh, sore bodies today, that's uh, that's for sure. But, you know, we'll, we'll give them today and tomorrow off. We're back in on Wednesday. And uh, But, uh, as I say, yeah, preparation from our point of view starts started right away this morning. And uh, looking forward now to um, a good week's training and, and, and then uh, taking in the, the match next weekend. And, uh, yeah, listen, work to be done, as I said, Bren, but uh, it's a good place to be back in an ultra final. Mm, just just with the size and power we have and, and maybe a bit of interchange the, the couple of goals we got I know one of them was kind of a must kick shot in that but they were high balls in not even in the aim than anybody but they caused the goals is that something maybe Donegal we, we have in our armoury because if we can get some of our big men maybe interchanged and isolating inside they can cause all sorts of problems uh, it just gives us that, that other option to go long yeah, no, listen, exactly. That, that, that option's always there. There's no doubt about that there. And it's, it's just about getting that balance right. Normally, you know, think all teams are kind of based on, on, on a lot of running game. But, you know, at, at the same time, we do have that. And we have players that's well capable of kicking ball in. So, listen, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's when it, uh, when the opportunity arises to put it in. I know the guys will put it in. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's um, the way the game's evolved. Brendan, it's, it's, it's evolving uh, all the time. And uh, we do have, you know, big physical players that can play football and that can play in a number of positions and as I say that's 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 key but uh, yeah listen there's aspects of the game yesterday Ren, that you know we, we look at and we'll see we definitely can improve there's no doubt about that there uh, you know other aspects yeah we've we, we done reasonably well uh, overall semi-finals from my point of view are there to be won and just to get over the line and we've done that yesterday and as I say we look forward now to the next couple of weeks and, and, and getting that improvement that's going to be required to win an Ulster title Yeah and three weeks Dick is it, is it, are you in a good place in terms of I suppose your preparation, you've got an extra week and you can see the Derry-Monaghan game coming up or do you think that's that's any real benefit or is that week a big help? Listen, it's, it's great to get it, to be quite honest. Uh, you know, especially after, you know, it was a hard physical match yesterday and just to get that week to recover and as I say, you know, whatever happens in the semi-final happens but we, we get our end of it right and that's that's the most important thing. It doesn't matter really who we are playing. It's about getting our end of it right and if we do that and maximise our, our own potential then we're, we're in with a real chance. Mm. What does the next couple of weeks look like? Is is there still room uh, for like? Do you do like a training camp 
or is the training just the lads is fit now it's just a matter of keeping them taking over or is there still a room for a couple of kind of tough sessions there pre, pre the final yeah no, there definitely will be uh, yeah I suppose it's, this time you know it's about getting that balance right some lads mm. haven't got, got much game time we need to get the guys up to speed so there's a lot of you know it's just trying to get the right balance now with guys that probably need maybe a couple of days to, to, to just freshen up again and, and to recover from some of the knocks over, over the last uh, over the match yesterday and it's getting that balance some lads have said that, that haven't got much game time we need to get, to get those guys up to speed so it's getting that balance right and that's what we'll be doing now over the next over the next couple of weeks but yeah there'll be a number of tough sessions no doubt about that there yeah, good good stuff. And Dick, just uh, looking at uh, Derry Monaghan, this is going to be a, a, a really tactical affair. I, you know, I, I know that Derry obviously posted a big score against uh, uh, Tyrone. I can see this one being, being a lot tighter. What's, what's your thoughts on this game? Yeah, listen, Brendan. You know, Derry were very impressive against against their own. No doubt about that. There, and uh, you know, we know we, we met them last year, and, and you know, we're fortunate enough to get a late score from Paddy McBrady to get us over the line. But yeah, Monaghan have been around the blocks for a good number of years now. It's a very, very seasoned team there. Uh, you know, a very experienced team, and uh, yeah, it's, it's all it's all the makings of a fascinating battle next next Sunday in the Derry Grounds in Armagh. Yeah, yeah. And of course, a run out in Clonus, uh, Dick. A, a, another positive uh, point to, to 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 the victory yesterday. Yeah, listen, Clonus. You know, when you when you enter Clonus, you know it's a, it's a big occasion. Uh, yeah, maybe the ground was half full yesterday, whatever, around fifteen or sixteen thousand there. You can take it in, in uh, two weeks' time or two weeks on Sunday. There's going to be a full house, whether it's Derry uh, or Monon facing us. There's going to be a full house, and no better place to be uh, on a summer uh, summer's afternoon than in Clonus and Ulster final day. And I say we're looking forward and really can't wait to get back in there now in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, brilliant, Dick. And listen, no doubting. Going into this season, if we stay in Division 1, get back in the Ulster final. Listen, you've guided us there. Just listen, fair play to you. And we're really looking forward to the final now in a couple of weeks' time. Okay, thanks, Brendan. Listen, take care. Appreciate it, Dick. Fantastic stuff there. Well done, Dick. Then. And the lads yesterday putting in a big shift and coming through against Cavan in that semi final. And we await the winners of Monaghan and Derry uh, yes that's it on the DL debate this evening uh, I want to thank my guests there you just heard Donegal boss Declan Boner of course previously being on Conley Gilligan and Brendan Kilcoyne more great music coming up now after this with the Monday night sessions I want to thank Kenneth for producing the show and I want to thank Head of Sport Ashin Kelly I'll speak to you all next week the DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letter Kenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen.